Hey, I'm Jason Gray. Hey, this is Sarah Gross. Hey, I'm Andrew Osinga. Hi, this is Michael Carr. Hey, this is Andrew Peterson, and you're listening to Voices in My Head. And this is me, so let's have some exciting music. Who is me, you ask? Well, me is Rick Lee James, and this is my podcast, Voices in My Head. We've got a great show for you this week, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the Voices in My Head podcast. This is your host, as always, Rick Lee James, and I'm very glad you could be here with us for episode number 145, featuring special guest Randall Goodgame. Randall is an amazing singer. He's an amazing songwriter. He has several albums, not only uh, of a solo nature, but he also has the very popular Slugs and Bugs albums. If you've never had the experience of hearing music from Slugs and Bugs and Lullabies or any of the other great albums that have been released under the label of the Slugs and Bugs family, then you, my friend, are missing out. This is an episode that is not specifically for children, but it's a little more kid-friendly in conversation than maybe a lot of the episodes are. Randall has an incredible calling on his life to not only write music for the church, but to write music specifically that children and the entire family can enjoy and grow from together, they can laugh along to. Uh, He has a new album coming out very soon. We hope uh, if the Kickstarter campaign meets its goal, and I think with your help we're going to be able to do that, that's going to be all scripture songs. Now Slugs and Bugs has already released volume one of their Slugs and Bugs Sings the Bible series, and those songs are incredibly good. They are straight from the Bible, um, English translation. Don't worry, he's not singing in Greek or Hebrew on these songs, uh, but he's singing verses that are going to stick in your mind. It's one of the best ways that I can think of, not only for children, but also for adults to memorize scripture. And I think it's a great way for anyone to come to the Bible and say, you know what, I just can't get these words to stick in my head just by reading them alone. And it's great to have words to sing along to and to be able to hide them in your heart. So we're going to talk about that today. I just had a great conversation with Randall on the phone a few minutes ago. Rather, we had it over Skype. It's sort of like the phone. It's just, you know, phone on your computer. Uh, But we had a great time. He's such a gracious individual, uh, and he's a very busy guy, so I'm so honored that he had time to come on to the Voices in My Head podcast this week. I'm going to play some music for you right now from some of the Slugs and Bugs uh, albums, and I think you're going to really enjoy it, and it's going to go right into our conversation with Randall. We're also going to close the episode with music from Slugs and Bugs. I know that you will want to reach into your pockets as much as you can and help his ministry out. They need to raise $40,000 for this next album. We've got about 41 days left to do it on Kickstarter. Actually, by the time you're hearing this, it may be more like 40 or 39 days. So uh, pray about what you can give and give whatever you can. Uh, You get some great rewards for helping out Slugs and Bugs, and I think it's going to be something that's very much worth your while. Uh, Everything that he has done so far in his career has been excellent. Excellent. I know this will be no exception. So, without any further talking from me, at least until the interview, here's some music from Randall Goodgame and Slugs and Bugs, and here's also my conversation with Randall Goodgame. Thank you for listening to the Voices in My Head podcast. God bless. God made slugs and bugs and rats and bats and nasty bees that don't say please, they'll sting your elbows and your knees if you chase them. God made snakes and snails and killer whales And if you were a baby seal then you would make a tasty meal for orcas But God made me like he made the 
see He filled it up with green and blue He sent His Son, His only one To fill me up and make me new God made everything that was or is or will be What a crazy biz, I can't believe that I am His forever now I listen very carefully because he lives inside of me That could be gross but it's not cause it's Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior God made me like he made the sea He filled it up with green and blue He sent his son, his only one To fill me up and make me new yeah, God made me like He, like he made the sea filled, he it filled it up with green and blue Sin He sent His Son His only, His only one To fill me up and make me new My guest today on the Voices in My Head podcast is Randall Goodgame. Randall is an American singer-songwriter of contemporary Christian music and the creative force behind the family music brand Slugs and Bugs. Good Game has recorded eight solo albums and contributed to numerous others. He has written songs for Veggie Tales, Cademan's Call, Andrew Peterson, Jason Grave, Jill Phillips, and Eric Peters. He is also a frequent collaborator of Andrew Peterson, including the 2006 music album Slugs and Bugs and Lullaby. From this album... The song, You Can Always Come Home, was featured on VeggieTales, The Wonderful Wizard of Haas in 2007. There are numerous other Slugs and Bugs albums, which we're going to be talking about on the show today, including one that you can help fund through Kickstarter. He and his wife live in Nashville, Tennessee with their three kids and a dog, which is a schnoodle, which is a fun word to say. Randall Goodgame, welcome to the Voices in My Head podcast. Thank you so much, Rick. It is great to be here with you. Well, I'm really glad you were able to work it out. I know you're busy, and as I told you before we started recording, we are big fans of Slugs and Bugs and Lullabies. And usually, we don't uh, we don't have children-centered episodes around here, so this is kind of a, an exception. Last week, we did a special episode that was actually about the amazing Spider-Man, talking about power and responsibility. And, oh, yeah. uh, and so this is kind of going to go along with our summer kid-like themes here on the podcast, and we're going to be talking about Slugs and Bugs today. So I'm really excited to have you joining us man thank you for stepping outside of your normal programming to make room for some family family centered stuff and you know with great power comes great responsibility no matter how old you are that's true that's very true i'm, I'm proud that you know that reference that's fantastic <laughs> well, you know, you don't know this, but you and I have actually sort of traveled similar paths. Uh, years back, I, I believe you did music uh, for uh, a camp called Mission to the World that happened in West Virginia in the Fairmont area. And when you stopped leading music for that, they were looking for some new musicians, and uh, someone gave them my name, and uh, and every time I would go play, they would keep talking about, do you know Randall Goodgame? And, and I would say, no, but I love his music. I've never met him before. And they said, oh, you guys would get along. It, it'd be great. So finally, after all these years, um, I, I have done uh, music for them for several years, kind of taking up where you left off, I guess. And it's been a couple years since I've played there, but we've sort of traveled some of those same camp pads oh my goodness yeah david and hamilton and myra and tracy and 
all the MTW stuff, David. Um, uh, oh man, so many people. Yeah, I did. I, I, my wife and I traveled there for a few years. Then I went for a lot of years by myself. I think total of about eight years in a row before I finally had to had to call it quits. But I miss those people. They do great work up there. They in Fairmont, Fairmont, West Virginia. They do up in Fairmont. So we'll just uh, keep praying for them. They they are uh, they're still doing the work, but it's it's they're having some financial problems right now that they can't do the camps as often as they would like to. But but mm-hmm. boy, it's such a great it's such a great ministry, and I really was honored all the times I got to be a part of it. So yeah, fun. Well, let's talk a little bit about. Well, oh, I almost forgot. We do question of the week on this show, and I was just about to skip right over it, but we can't today, especially because we customized it just for you based on a couple of your songs, or one of your songs specifically. We're big, big fans of the song Bears around here. Matter of fact, oh. when I, I all I have to do is sing it for my two-year-old son, and he starts smiling after about the first line. Uh, so, yes. So the question of the week for you, customized for you, is... Would you rather attempt putting a diaper on a grizzly bear or making it drink from a cup? Oh, okay. Uh, can I ask a follow-up question? Sure. How, how old is a grizzly bear? Is it a baby bear or is it a papa bear? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, if you're going to diaper it, let's say it's a baby bear. All right. Baby bear. Let's see. I think I would probably get that baby bear nice and sleepy with a whole bunch of honey, <laughs> and then I would slowly apply the diaper. All right. Well, that would be good, because it would be hard to make it drink from a cup if you had already lulled it to sleep. Yeah, they clearly, they definitely do not, they do not drink from cups. And I and I really wouldn't want to try to diaper a, a an adult bear sleeping or not. Either way, that would be... Either way, they, I don't think they would take too kindly to that attempt. Well, it would be a really big diaper. Well, that's right. Very bears, bears, they got no cares. Bears don't drink from a cup. Sharp teeth and claws and furry paws to catch you and eat you up. No grizzly bears don't wear underwear, socks or jammies or gloves. No baby bears don't wear diapers, no pampers, no huggies, no loves. Bears, bears, they got no cares. Bears don't drink from a cup. Sharp teeth and claws and furry paws to catch you and eat you up. We just so enjoy your music. I, I, I even hesitate calling the music children's music because it really is for the whole family. Um, there's very few albums, I think, especially in, in music that's made especially for kids that I think like mom and dad can listen to and enjoy just as much and laugh along with. And it's sort of like, I, I almost feel like your your music is sort of like the, the Disney cartoon version of, or Pixar or something, you know, for music. Um, because... Thank you, Rick. That is, you know, I've gotten that comment, compliment a few times. I've even posted one on, on the front page of our website because it's, such a great compliment. Oh wow! Um, well, it's I think but, it's true, yeah. Because I think the whole family kind of, you know, when they hear it, it's like I want to hear that again, you know. Well, that's part of the mission of Slugs and Bugs from the very beginning. In fact, I the official name of the brand is Slugs and Bugs Family Music, because 
it just seems like just like Pixar is able to make a, make movies that the whole family can enjoy, you ought to be able to make music that everybody from the four year old to the fourteen year old to the twenty four year old to the forty four year old can all enjoy. Sure. So I'm glad it's working for you, man. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, we're glad you're doing it. Let me ask you on along those lines, what started you on the path of starting to do uh, music like this? I've heard Andrew Peterson, and we've had him on the show a couple times before, and, and I've heard him in concert talk about sort of the way he got into making music with you. But I would love to hear sort of your path that led you um, from simply writing as a, as a singer and a songwriter to trying to focus in on doing things for kids and families. Sure. Well, you know, like you probably heard from Andrew, he and I made that first CD together um, with just songs that we had already written for our kids. We added a few more and then made that first record just as a side project. Hmm. Um, and that was really all it was until VeggieTales called, and they had gotten a hold of it and wanted us to write silly songs for them. Wow. And Which was a huge thrill, of course. And then... As I started, as we started writing songs for them, it was always so fun, but it began to occur to me what a great and sacred opportunity that they were giving us. Um, they had this huge platform, and here they were saying, okay, we're going to give you guys the equivalent of like three to five minutes to create something that families are going to listen to together. Parents and kids will be sitting by each other watching this happen and you get to decide what happens in that moment hmm. and i just was so inspired by that as as a family man and a creative artist and a guy that loves the gospel i thought wow what what could we do with that moment hmm. and that really grew into the mission that slugs and bugs became you know i i love songwriting and i love to create things that are beautiful and memorable for any age. Um, really, I really just appreciate well-crafted artistry. And then I, I really also love to be silly. You know, I mm -hmm. grew up on Monty Python and and uh, the Smothers Brothers and the Muppet Show, uh, Looney Tunes, and all that stuff. <laughs> just really is in my blood. And then I also love the gospel. So to try to find a way to to marry all those things um, was the challenge that now has really just taken over and be and has become what I what sort of the purpose behind slugs and bugs has become hmm. well, that's fantastic I, I remember uh, Andrew sharing a, a funny story saying when I guess when you maybe had approached him about doing this album and he thought in his mind, he said he just had this picture of him in the future wearing uh, wearing clown shoes and carrying a ukulele, <laughs> you know, or dress, <laughs> dressed up like a clown and playing a ukulele the rest of his life because he didn't want to be branded as a children's artist. <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't seem to have worked that way. I mean, I really do feel like this music transcends. I, I can't tell you how many times and how meaningful a song like You Can Always Come Home has been to me. Uh, whenever you know we, we find ourselves in sort of a, 
I don't know, sort of a, a dark time or a funk or something. There's been many times that that song, um, it seems like God will bring that one to my mind. And at the same time, it's so funny to like laugh along and just play. And, and we'll show your Slugs and Bugs videos from YouTube uh, to kids at church, or my son will watch it at home, and they just love it. So it's, it's a very unique gift that I think that you've poured yourself into to do this. And I, I feel like you're really... Um, I feel like you're really filling not only a, a niche that needs to be there, but I feel like you're fulfilling a calling from God, too, in doing this. So I so appreciate that. Thank you, Rick. That really is how it feels. You know, those years before I started doing Slugs and Bugs, um, I really loved uh, what I was doing, but I never felt the sense of real calling and a deep mission about what I did mm-hmm. compared to what this is like for me. So I appreciate you saying that. Mm, well, I, I I think it's very true. And now, with the great success you've had, they're going to add true to full to the dictionary, right? That's right. <laughs> I haven't gotten a call from Webster yet, but maybe, oh, maybe one day. Ne- next week, they'll, they'll be calling you for sure on that. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Um, since you're someone who's written so many different kinds of songs, and I know that as a songwriter myself, different types of songs tend to to sort of flex different muscles and uh, i'm also a fan of not only songwriters but people who write novels matter of fact next week on this show we're having um, david morell who is a new york times best-selling author and he's written characters like like rambo and different like he was the first one that wrote first blood back in the day but he's since gone on to write all sorts of fictional characters that people wouldn't even know his name necessarily but he's talked about the ways that you're flexing different muscles for for different types of styles and it sounds very similar to what songwriters do in their crafting so uh, there actually is a question in this my my question to you is um, what's it like when you're writing a funny song? Like, is it a serious process? Because I've I've heard comedians say when they're writing jokes, they're like all serious, you know, and they seem like the most serious people off the stage, but when they get on, it kind of gets to be funny. Uh, what's it like for you when you're attempting to write something that's sort of silly and funny? And just tell us about that. Sure. You know, uh, it's funny. Usually when I... When I'm writing a, a, a funny song, um, I, I'm laughing. Mm. I mean, if it's really that's the test, is if it makes me laugh, then I believe it. Mm. And uh, then I can take it to my kids and play it for them and see if they laugh. But that's usually when I know, <laughs> all right, I found something, is if it, <laughs> is if it like, legitimately, honestly is making me laugh. When I go see comedians, I'm not a big laugher. Like, I I very often, we went and saw Brian Regan a couple weeks ago or a month, couple months ago at the, at the um, Ryman. I went with my wife and I loved it, but I probably only laughed out loud maybe four or five times during the whole two-hour set. Hmm. I'm just smiling and enjoying it. Um, but when I went and saw Seinfeld, uh, Two years ago, for my wife's birthday, we went and saw him at TPAC. Wow. And I was crying laughing the whole time. <laughs> so I would only really laugh out loud if it's something really funny. And and so that's usually my litmus test. So it's not it's, – it's, it's not uh, – at first, it's not a serious process. When, when it gets serious is when I'm trying to craft 
the foundation for the joke to land. Right. I remember really laughing so hard when I realized the joke in the in the underwear song. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> um, just having so much fun with that. But then it was a couple of months of, of real work to try to figure out the in like the shorthand for it would be the math, but to figure out the form, the structure for how that joke was gonna land and move through, you know, two and a half minutes of time musically to make a really coherent um full song thought. Sure. So yeah, at first it's it's just funny. And then the hard work comes after that. Well, and it's and and it's a challenge to be funny because everybody's sense of humor is different. I, I'm curious to know how old your your children were when you started uh, making Slugs and Bugs music versus how old they are now, and has has that changed? Like what you're perceiving, they find to be funny at different ages. Oh yeah. Well, so um, my kids at first, the oldest I think was five. So. We, I had, we only had two at the time, so my daughter was five and my son was three when we recorded the first one. Um, but I can say that I think the humor has stayed pretty much the same because I, w- I would only do it, I would only use it if it also made me laugh. Hmm. So I wasn't ever just trying to get a kid laugh. I was trying, I'd try to get my wife and my friends to laugh. So that's, that may be that, um, so in that way, it hasn't really the the humor hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, I use my kids a lot more than I used to as far as um, sounding boards. Because if you know, when they're five and three, they they just like hearing the guitar being strummed. Sure. Um, but now my oldest is fourteen, my middle is twelve, and my youngest is eight. And they're great sounding boards. They'll mm. they'll tell me if they love it, or they'll they'll say, um, yeah, that's okay. You know, <laughs> I, they'll say, yeah, I like that. And I know if they just say, yeah, I like it, that I need to keep working on it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that's it's probably good to have uh, those types of critics in your home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, kids are honest. It's it's probably better to have your kids listen to your music than it is to have your mom listen to your music because your your mom's gonna think everything you write's a Grammy, you know, award winner. Exactly, <laughs> exactly right, Rick. Yes, yes, that's really true. Well, I, I'll tell you, and I do want to get into your your new Kickstarter for your new album, but there was just a couple other things I wanted to talk on the, about that I appreciated about your songwriting and and the way that you do it. I first of all, I I do kind of feel you mentioned the Muppets before, and one thing that I have always appreciated about the Muppets is I don't feel like in the music that the Muppets ever used, no matter which movie it was, that they ever like customized that just for kids. Um, like a song like Rainbow Connection, for instance. I mean, that's yeah. it's not really a kid's song. I mean, it's it, it works for kids, and I've I've sung it as a lullaby to my son. But it's actually a really deep, very thoughtful song, and you have to think about it. And as an adult, I've appreciated it much more than I have a kid. But when I was a kid, you know, I I didn't mind that that was in my kids' movie, you know, <laughs> about the Muppets. Oh. So I I appreciate that in the way that that you approach songwriting on a very mature level, and I I think that's something that is unique about the Slugs and Bugs albums, and also this sense of there's a sense of adventure. And a sense of even danger 
at times that I think we're we're almost afraid to give to kids because we want everything to be so safe. But when you take a song like Bears, for instance, where the line <laughs> the line literally is, you know, um, to to, with sharp teeth and claws and furry paws to catch you and eat you up. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had parents when I've played that song for them that go, oh, I don't know if I should be playing it for the kids. And the kids are just eating it up. They're like, oh, yeah, I love it. You know, I want to sing songs about, you know, adventure and bears eating me and all kinds of stuff. So um, what what kind of brought you to that realization? Like, hey, this is okay for kids because they like that kind of, you know, adventure and scary and things like that in their in their entertainment. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, there, I've been influenced by great, you know, other great artists that I've seen do those kinds of things. The one that comes to my mind right away is um, the Shel Silverstein poem about. It says, "I'm being eaten by a boa constrictor." Um, <laughs> you know, oh gee, it's up to my knee. You know, oh, oh my, it's up to my thigh. You know, and it keeps going like that, and oh heck, it's up to my neck, <laughs> and then oh dread, it's up to <laughs> you know, and like you see, there's the boa constrictor, and just out of the boa constrictor's mouth, I can I can imagine the picture in my head. There's a hand, like with a pen, holding a pen, writing on a piece of paper. Right, <laughs> and you know that's in this great book of poems that. We uh, we just love. There's the one about the polar bear and the frigidaire. Um, yeah. He like he likes it because it's cold in there. Or one of my favorites, Mrs. McTwitter, the babysitter. I think she's a little bit crazy. She thinks the babysitter is supposed to sit upon the baby. <laughs> and there's a picture of this person sitting on top of a baby. So. <laughs> That, that's just the you know those are the kind of things that make kids laugh because they're so um, they are they're they are you know probably takes someone wiser than me to parse out why that is that we love that stuff but it just resonates with me I also think of Maurice Sendak he had this you know Maurice Sendak he uh -huh. wrote Where the Wild Things Are sure and he had this book about this kid named Pierre do you know that book. I don't think I've seen that one, no. Okay, so Pierre was this kid that he all the only thing that he would say was, I don't care. That's all he said. So his parents were, would say, would you like to come out to the concert with us or something? And he would just say, I don't care. And they'd say, you know, but Pierre, you know, you'll be home by yourself. I don't care. And then so his parents left him there. And then um, a lion shows up. And the lion, just, which is so ridiculous and bizarre, the lion just all of a sudden there's a lion in his house, of course. And he, uh, the lion says, um, starts talking to him, and Pierre just keeps saying, I don't care. And then the lion says, well, I'm kind of hungry. And Pierre's like, I don't care. He says, well, then I'll eat you then if that's okay. And Pierre's like, I don't care. And then it says, so the lion ate Pierre. And... Uh, then the doctor, then the parents come home and they see, find this lion sick in bed and they can't find their, their kid. And then uh, they pull a lion by the hair. They hit him with a folding chair. And uh, <laughs> the doctor says, Pierre's in there. <laughs> and uh, 
And then, you know, eventually they, they get him out of the lion. And at the end, Pierre says, I care. (laughs) (laughs) So it took the kid getting eaten by the lion to be able to say, I care. And, you know, no, uh, there's, there's the element of danger, I think is just something that kids are, are appreciating or fascinated with. And I think to sanitize everything, um, is, uh, is unfair to them because I think it's a way to, for them to begin to, to recognize the, the, you know, the, or to give, I'm not sure what the right way to say it is, but life is dangerous. Right. And, you know, we slowly introduce that to our kids if we're, if we're smart, you know? Well, and then there's, of course, the example of Narnia that gets used again and again, but the idea of Aslan, he's, he's not a safe lion, you know, but he's good. And, uh, and I, I think that's a beautiful way to put it. I think there is this sense of adventure and a sense of danger that we kind of long for as human beings. And I can tell you as a, the dad of a, of a two and a half year old now that, and this is a whole new world to me that, you know, experiencing through the eyes of a little boy, it's like he, it's like he just, uh, runs for danger, you know, <laughs> at times. Yeah. Uh, but it's something about that, something about our makeup and the, the wildness that the, that is there. But it's something I appreciate about, you know, some of the best kids' stories, some of the best kids' films, some of the best kids' music, and I think you've done a great job capturing that. So thank mm-hmm. you thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. It's really cool to get to talk about it. Um, well, let's make sure we get uh, talking about this Kickstarter campaign because I really want people to know about it. And if we can be of any help in any way on this podcast, uh, we certainly want to do that. Uh, you have a, a fantastic Slugs and Bugs record called Sing the Bible, Volume 1. And we actually have used several of those songs at our church. And, and especially there's there's one that... Um, uh, oh, like the the title has eluded me right now. I'll think of it in just a minute, but so I'll keep talking. But uh, it sounds just like a, a Paul Simon Graceland song. I'm trying to think of the ah, uh, uh, don't go on it. Is it the Galatians? Uh, uh, trust in the Lord is the one I'm thinking of. Trust, uh, oh. trust in the Lord. With it, the uh, the guitar riffs on that remind me a lot of some of those Graceland riffs and things. And uh, great, yeah, but, that's a great compliment. Yeah, it really. I mean, I and and honestly, I'm thinking, man, these are some not only great words, but it's just world class musicianship on this whole album. And that's that's the other thing I appreciate about the records that you you bring out because. It's not it's not just thrown together. I mean, really, the musicians are some of the best in the world that are playing on these albums. And you have a new album that you're raising funds for right now. And listeners can go to Kickstarter. And what is the best way to tell them to to look up this? I was trying to find like a short link that I could just say like Kickstarter.com/slash/something. Do you know of a short link that's easy for people to remember on that? Well, I would just send them to SlugsandBugs.com. Okay. All right, because it's right there. the 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 link to the Kickstarter page is right there at the top of slugsandbugs.com. Great. Okay. Well, I'm I'm on the Kickstarter page right now, and uh, so far we've got 42 backers, and we've got 41 days to go. So you'll know whenever this podcast comes out in a couple days, it'll be just a little bit less than that. Uh, but your pledge, uh, your your goal right now is forty thousand dollars, and uh, right now we've got. 
1800 rays so we're gonna need lots more help and you're not just asking people to give for nothing but they actually get some rewards for backing do you want to tell us about any of uh, the rewards that they can get for backing this new album of scripture songs sure yeah so the way we approach it is Kickstarter is a great platform for independent artists that want to make records and have lots of fans that are that are happy to happy to help them. Um, the The main, uh, oh well, one of the things that Kickstarter the way you, the way it's helpful for folks to think about Kickstarter is kind of like you're both pre-ordering a CD and helping the project happen at the same time. Because most musicians don't have tens of thousands of dollars to to make a record, um, which to make a record the high qual with the high quality musicianship and artistry that we strive for with Slugs and Bugs, it does get expensive. So um, that's why that's why we are shooting for that high goal. We got it last time. We hope to get it again. But we do. It does absolutely. Um, require our, our fans and, and new fans to jump over and say, yes, I believe in great music for the family. I want my family to have as much of it as possible. Please make more. And I'm willing to go ahead and trust Slugs and Bugs and put down some money now so that when it's time for the CD to come out, I'll, I'll, I won't have to buy it then. I'll just get to have one sent to me in the mail. Um and uh, so it's like it's like pre-ordering. Plus, you get lots of other little rewards while you're there. We have posters and um, coloring pages, and let's see what else. Um, I'm looking at it right now. You get not only uh, digital downloads at certain levels. You get uh, the real CD at certain levels. You get, as you said, coloring pages. Um, you can actually get included um, as your name listed as an online patron list. Um, and, and, right. and, the more, and the more you give, the, the, the more rewards actually that you get for this. So it's, it's worth your time to, to go and look at the Kickstarter page, listeners, and see what all that they're offering. There's some really great things. There's, a, there's five signed Sing the Bible Volume 2 CDs along with uh, a, a Sing the Bible artwork that's, that's frameable. Um, there's limited edition art prints. Um, there's guys, I'm, there's just a lot of different things as you go down there. Um, and, and including, uh, Randall will come wash your car. No, I don't think that's one of them on the list. Maybe I ought to throw that one in. <laughs> well, you might have a lot of cars to wash, so that, that may not yeah. be the best idea, but, uh, right. but I, I'll tell you one thing and, and listeners, uh, if you haven't heard any of the the Bible songs, the Sing the Bible from the the first volume, they're really good, and they are just it's it's one of the best ways I can think of to memorize scripture. My wife just said the other day as she was listening through, she said, "You know what? I need to listen to the Slugs and Bugs uh, Sing the Bible album more because I'm learning scripture that I haven't learned before, and I'm I'm singing it along. And a lot of times they are just one or two verses, and it just as you're singing it along, Randy, uh, it it does it just helps get it in our heads. Um, the the song for us is one that I'm thinking of that we sang a lot 
at, at Bible school, and uh, and they just loved it. You know, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And for some of those kids, uh, that's going to be their reference. They won't be able to quote you exactly where it came from, but they're going to know that verse, you know, and it's going to be in their hearts. And that's much more important, I think, um, than just being able to say, you know, it's in this verse in this spot, but to actually have it hidden in your heart and knowing <laughs> what it says, that's the important thing, I believe. Rick, it's just so good. Yes, that, that's that is the heart behind it. I um, I remember songs from when I was a kid. My mother emailed me recently and said, "Hey, what about putting the song the the uh, verse in Nehemiah where it says, I think it's Nehemiah, the joy of the Lord um, is my strength." Hmm. And I emailed her back saying, "You know what? I still remember a song from when I was a kid." The joy of the Lord, it's something like that. Sure. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The, the something 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 is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, and I still remember it. You know, I was probably eight years old, six years old, something like that. So it just really is a humbling thought that. You know, maybe generation, a generation from now or two from now, there'll be parents singing songs to their kids that they learned when they were little from Slugs and Bug CDs. I just kind of can't believe the Lord has has lifted this calling up for me because it's as important of a thing as I could probably imagine setting my my time and, and abilities to. Mm. Well, agreed. It is a very important thing. So, listeners, I just want to say one more time, uh, go to the Slugs and Bugs website, and I believe that's just slugsandbugs.com. Is that Slugsandbugs.com. That's it. Slugsandbugs.com. You'll find a link there to their new Kickstarter page. Uh, One neat thing that is on the Kickstarter page is you actually get to see a list of the verses that Randall wants to make songs from and uh, and record. And there's, uh, <laughs> it sounds weird to say, there's some fantastic verses because, you know, it's the Bible, so it's all pretty good. Uh, but there's there's some uh, a way at least for you to see what songs you can expect on the next album. And I don't know too many Kickstarter campaigns that can tell you exactly what the songs are going to be in advance. You know, that's kind of nice to have. So uh, go to the Kickstarter page page from the slugsandbugs.com website please do your best to support um, this project i think it is very much worth your time it's worth your money and think about all the things listeners that you could be spending your money on that are so fleeting and are not really worth what you're putting into it but think about you know what's it worth to you for your kids to be memorizing scripture or maybe you're an adult that wants an easy way to memorize scripture music is one of the best ways to do that i have said time and time again on this podcast randall um, that no matter how good the sermon is at your church on sunday morning people are not going to leave humming the sermon uh they will they will leave with the song in their mind so it's even better if the song can be scripture that they can leave singing so i just want to strongly encourage all the listeners uh we're going to close out the podcast here in just a moment and we're going to close out with one of the songs from slugs and bugs but we just want to say thank you again not only for being a guest on the show today but thank you for for listening to God and making this a part of your calling that he has for your life, uh, Randall. It, it is really um, something that 
that is blessing a lot of different people in more ways than I'm sure you even know. So thank you so much, and thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. Rick, it's been such a treat. Thanks for doing what you do and for taking a minute to talk about seeing the Bible with Slugs and Bugs. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life. Jesus Christ laid down his life. This is how we know what love is. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life. listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. And I'd love this to be a community experience, so if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.